sorry, fellas. Well, here they are. A real hot act to have come to us from a successful tour of the breakfast circuit. Those breakfast buddies, ham and eggs. As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. Oh boy, the studio backstage tour! Let's give the little birdies a great big hand. We oui. applaud, applaud. Yeah, you down there, make both hands. W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend. Happy New Year, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 702, and together, as we have been for nearly 18 years, we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, Marvel, Star Wars, and more here on the podcast, my weekly live video, events, blog, and more. Please be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find everything else at www.radio.com. So a vacation or visit to Walt Disney World is so often about schedules and ADRs and getting to and through attractions quicker and trying to pack it all in as fast as you can. But there are so many places and opportunities to just slow down and walk, stroll, wheel, wander, think, and enjoy the views and simple experience. So this week, we're going to look at our top 10 places to take a walk in Walt Disney World. Then stay tuned for our Disney Trivia Question of the Week, where you can enter for a chance to win a Disney Prize package and more updates and your voicemails at the end of the show. And if you like what you hear, please share the show and tell a friend. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. When you think about your next Walt Disney World vacation, there are so many things that probably instantly come to mind. Attractions and shows and where to stay, where and what and when to eat and when and planning and prepping and packing and making the most out of your often limited time in the parks. But as I've wanted to do since the beginning of this show back in 2005, I always look to introduce you or bring to light some overlooked experiences. And when I say that, I don't just mean add-on or ticketed activities or events, but instead I like to show you how, why, and, and where to stop and smell the roses, as it were. In fact, we did just that on show 314, appropriately titled Top 10 Places to Literally and Figuratively Stop and Smell the Roses. But there's also experiences don't require you to stop. Instead, just the opposite. So this week, we're going to look at our top 10 walks in Walt Disney World. The best, most relaxing, enjoyable, off the beaten path, or however we may define and describe it. And when I say we, in the context of top 10s, 99.37% of the time, you know that joining me will once again be the incomparable, the indomitable, Mr. Timothy Foster, 
from Celebrations Magazine. Indomitable. Indomitable. I've, I I've, like that. Listen, it's it's SAT time, so I'm I'm bringing out the thesaurus. I got. Really I'm looking that to... up real quick because I don't know if I just. Got <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it means actually, but it just sounds like a word <laughs> with a lot of of different syllables in it. Walking around Walt Disney World with Lou Mangiello is always, always at the top of my list of things to do. So <laughs> it's exhausting, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's yeah, exhausting. Well, I get accused. I get accused that I walk very, very fast. I think it's they're like, how does somebody with such little legs walk so fast? I think it's the, the, the jersey I, in you me. You know what? I'm glad you said that because I was going to, but I wasn't going to. It's yeah, fun. I get that a lot. I don't do it intentionally. It's just the speed at which I need to get from snack location to snack location. I, I always figured it was food driven. Probably. You know, so. But, you know, it, it's funny because when I think <laughs> I think, Tim, when you do think when we think of Walt Disney World, you, you think of it almost sometimes as being wonderfully exhausting, right? Because there is so much hustling from place to place in an effort to try and see and do it all. But you and I on past shows have talked about some of the places and ways to relax and refresh and rejuvenate. For example, back on show 240, the top 10 relaxing attractions in Walt Disney World. And most recently on show 608, you were actually here for these. I know this is like, you sound like you're being surprised. The top 10 (laughs) show 608, the top 10 quiet spots in Walt Disney World. And so we've talked about these places to go for a little bit of a a respite or, or a break or a nap. But I think sometimes you may almost need to go take a walk, whether it is to clear your head or de-stress <laughs> for something that people like to call exercise. If you want to maybe get away from the <laughs> crowds, um, walk, off, walk off the churros, walk off the churros. That's I'm not a sweets guy, but I have walked off a churro in my day. <laughs> maybe you just want to go and do a little bit of exploring in some of those areas that maybe you had not been to or through before. And look, sometimes it's just it's a convenience, right? It's a way to get from one place to another without having to wait for a mode of transportation. But I think there are so many beautiful places and predefined trails even that we miss for one reason or another because I think we oftentimes don't think about it. So I think there's there's a variety of different reasons to find or create some of these paths. And if you are sitting here with us at the table thinking, wait a minute, Mangello, why do I want to walk when I'm already walking an average of like nine miles a day, which is an accurate number in the theme parks? But I do think, Tim, that there are some occasions and reasons that we do want to go and just take a leisurely walk. I'm not talking about a run or going on the running trails because that's something completely different for a a different purpose. But there are reasons, I think, that we want to just go and not stop and smell the roses, but maybe go and take a little stroll by them. I agree. I choose not to run, too. So that's not that's not a thing. I'm not doing that. So before we get to your list, and I'm really, really curious, as I often (laughs) am, because you you never cease to surprise and sometimes amaze. What Confound. made for you when I said that when I when I proposed the topic of of top ten walks in Walt Disney World, 
What made it an entry on the list for you, right? What are some of the factors that you included in these? And they may vary from one entry to the other. Well, they vary a little bit, but uh, I've, I've talked about this a lot. One of the things I like to do at Walt Disney World is to go out and about and go for a walk because it's a way. And a lot of my entries, I think, fall into this. It's just that phenomena of when you're there. And again, if you have the time, like you said, because some of us are pressed for time when we're there. But just the idea that you go for a walk somewhere and we'll get to the where's, but you're in a you're in a peaceful area. There's nobody around you. You feel like you have the place to yourself, which is very strange because, you know, about, oh, a five minute walk away. There's thousands of your closest friends just waiting to hang with you on Main Street. But it's for me, that's always a nice thing. So I guess it's a it's a, a bit of getting away from the hustle and bustle of the parks for even the briefest of moments and being able to just enjoy walking around uh, wherever it is you happen to be. Well, taking a break, as it were. Yeah. And I and I obviously am going, I want you to go first. The only thing I want to make sure that I say, is, and I know that none of these entries on our list are going to violate this, this, this rule. Only walk where you are supposed to and allowed to walk. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Right. This is not just, this is not <laughs> for you, but, you know, sometimes we're walking and we see this pathway or we see cast members only Stay along the paths that you are supposed to stay on. Yes. We, we will yes. never encourage you <laughs> to go backstage or anywhere that you are not supposed to. But with that, Timothy, I um, the floor is yours, as it were. Where would you like us to go on our leisurely walk together first? Well, the first place I'm going actually follows a little bit on your caveat there. <laughs> and it's it's I, I got the chance to do this for the first time last year, although it had been around for a little bit before that. But this was the 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 dream that wouldn't it be great if I could walk around the Seven Seas Lagoon from the Grand Floridian to the Polynesian <laughs> and get to the Magic Kingdom. And when I saw they finally opened that pathway to the Grand Floridian, I was overjoyed because I've always thought how wonderful it would be to do that. So that's the first entry on my list is that pathway. And I, like imagine I, I was fooled years past because there was always a path that led away from the monorail station, seemingly heading to the Grand Floridian, only to end in a nice, granted, very peaceful little cul-de-sac with a lamp and a bench. But that was it. But I got fooled a couple times by that. But I did get to do it. It's a wonderful, wonderful walk. Again, this idea not too far away in the Magic Kingdom. There's lines, there's crowds, there's all of your all of your close friends waiting to join you as you walk through Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, or whatever. But here you are, you're walking around Seven Seas Lagoon, nobody around you. Maybe there's somebody coming the other way, but that's about it. It's so peaceful and it's so scenic because you have the lagoon, of course, and the Grand Floridian. And not to mention that monorail gliding overhead, which is great photo opportunities, by the way. The fun thing I noticed, this was weird. I don't know why I thought this, but I was walking around and I saw a couple deer walking around the side. And my literal first thought was, wow, they're getting really good at these animatronics. These are great. And then I caught myself and realized they were real deer. So so I love that walk. I love with the, the lights and the benches and everything else. And it does extend. I'm going to cheat and do two sort of, but my... One of my favorite walks had always been the contemporary walk to the Magic Kingdom, which for the longest time was the only resort you could walk to the Magic Kingdom from. And it wasn't just uh, 
it's taking too long to get on the monorail. The bus says I'll just walk, but it's it's not as scenic as walking along Seven Seas Lagoon. But I quite enoy that walk, walking underneath the monorail, and uh, it's very pleasant. It's not that long, but I don't know. We can, we're not quite where we can walk all the way around yet. They still have to build that bridge for me. They'll get there. My kid, that's not in the plans, but uh, but that that's my first century. The Grand Floridian New Pathway, which you haven't gone on it. I highly recommend it. It's very peaceful, lovely, and very relaxed. So this was actually second on my list. Aha. And I, I I first called it sort of the Magic Kingdom pathway, but I really wanted to, I, I decided to call it the Seven Seas Lagoon pathway because I think the oh, lagoon like is the star <laughs> of this. And when we talked about things that, that Disney added as part of the 50th anniversary celebration, this walkway I think sort of, I have to remember the timing, but I think this walkway was sort of part of, at least in the time frame, and may be the most overlooked, yet one of the most beautiful additions to this, to, to the 50th anniversary, because I think this is not just a walk that is utilitarian in that if you want to avoid the crowds at the end of the night for the monorail, this is a beautiful walk in the mm-hmm. evening from Magic Kingdom to the Grand Floridian. I think it's actually nicer in the evening and at the golden hour because there's really no shade here. So if it's one of those middle right. of the afternoon, hot day, it can, it can get pretty warm. It's about, depending on how fast you walk, a 15 to 20 minute walk for me, that's about three and a half minutes. <laughs> but it really does give you not just access from Grand Floridian to Magic Kingdom, but you can also go to the TTC, you can go to the Polynesian Village, you can go to the Contemporary, you can make sort of a a giant, almost horseshoe, because it doesn't sort of really go all the way around. But what I like about this, Tim, is it's wide open. There's really never anybody there. It is this wonderful sort of meandering path that is very easily walkable, right? It's like I said, it's, it's, it's maybe... If I'm, it's like 0.75. So maybe it's like a mile ish. I mean, if, if that's probably not even, and there's nothing remarkable about the path, which makes it remarkable. And what I mean by that is you're not going on this path because there is this statue you're looking for. There's this bit of decoration. There's this, there's, there's really nothing to it other than just enjoying the beautiful vistas and the unique views that you get of, like you said, the monorail passing overhead, great views of the Seven Seas Lagoon and the resorts off in the distance. If you're a photographer, you time it just right. You can get some spectacular shots on this walkway. So I I agree that whether you're going to avoid monorail crowds or you're just going for a relaxing walk or you're going to you know, stroll your way and walk off your breakfast to Magic Kingdom, the uh, the the Seven Seas Lagoon. I don't want to call it the Loop, but well, seven the Seven Seas Lagoon path was was very very high on my list as well. Yeah, but it was beaten out by one other path. By. by one other path, and and I, I have to imagine that there's going to be a lot of overlap for for both of ours. But for some reason, the first thing that came to my mind when I thought about walking paths, and I do as I normally do, I just sort of like brain dump a few. Um, you know, on on paper, as it were. And the first place that I went to was around another body of water. And it was not a lake. 
It was not a pool. Instead, it was a river. And I am talking about the walkway along the Sasagula River between Port Orleans French Quarter and Port Orleans Riverside Resort. This promenade, really, which is what it is, is about a mile and a half. I think it's actually like 1.7 miles in between the two. But this walkway is, it, it sort of has it all. It ticks sort of all the boxes, right? It's, it's a relatively long path. So if you're looking to take a long leisurely stroll, you have that if you want to. It connects two resorts. So if you're staying at one and want to go and see Yeehaw Bob, if you want to go grab some beignets, if you want to go eat at Boatwrights or go late night over to Scat Cats Club at French Quarter, you can do that. But it's another one of these winding, meandering pathways that really shows off the spectacular architecture of both resorts that are, are very different, as well as the beautifully manicured, um, like kudos to the horticultural team, the lawns and gardens in between, in between and at two of those resorts uh, are just gorgeous. So whether you're walking this path or if you are a runner, you can walk it as well. But I think that there is something so wonderfully peaceful that I, I re- that really sort of attracts me. And again, I, I love um, I love New Orleans, which I think is why I sort of leaned here a little bit hard. But there's something wonderfully serene and relaxing about this pathway and the quiet waterway next to you that put it instantly at the top of my list. I am so glad you said that one. Because as many here, as many times as I've been to Walt Disney World's quite a lot, there are very few places that I have not been. That's one of them. Stop it. And you, you next time I come down, you got to get me over there. You got to come over, pick me up, drive me over, and we got to walk. So you've never visited? I have never. No, we, and you know what? It's, we talk about it all the time. And I, it's not because I don't want to. I, I really want to see it. I know it's I've seen pictures. I we've almost stayed there many times, but the wilderness lodge just calls us and we end up going back there. So no, it's it's Timothy it's of, of things I need to do at Disney, that is absolutely at the top of my list to do. So Timothy to, uh, Ignatius I'm imp- Foster. I'm imploring I'm you to sh- help me make this happen. Help me make this happen. Help me help you. Help I, me. Help me make this happen. I think next time you come down, I think uh-huh. you need to stay there. I think you need to stay. Go break out of your comfort zone just a little bit. It's hard. We've made reservations there so many times, but then, hey, look, there's a contemporary garden wing room. Yeah. I mean, gonna I was going to make it there. creepy and be like, I will stay with you. We will We will make a buddy comedy. We'll stay 1-8 at Riverside. That, that's not creepy. That and, would no, it's not creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but 1-8 at Riverside, 1-8 at, at, yes. at French Quarter, because- no. While they're connected and, and sister resorts, they're so different in terms of the architecture and the theme oh, and even the dining options. And look, even I promise you, wait, no, this is what we're going to do. You're yeah. going to come down. We're okay. going to do a Wednesday night live show and we're yes. going to go and visit both of the resorts. Done. We'll eat. We'll walk. We'll <laughs> yeehaw Bob. We'll scat cat lounge. We'll we'll, we'll do it all. I they're beautiful. They're beautiful, beautiful, beautiful resorts. Um, I I know. I believe. And now we got, I'm literally yes, we gotta I'm, make this happen. I'm getting out my little handy dandy post it note because this is where, this is where I put like the super high priority things. My next resort report 
is going to be about Port Orleans resorts for the show. And right, I know I know I have to turn in my WWE Radio Club card now because of that, but you know, I'll get it back. I will never I will never take that. Well, I never say never, <laughs> but you can keep your card. But we will we will thanks, remedy thanks. this. Uh, no, we I, do. And that's why I'm glad you said that one because I want to put it on my list, but I haven't. <laughs> Incredibly had a chance to do it yet. We'll so go fishing at Old Man Island. Oh. Go to the food courts. <laughs> I want beignets. Beignets. Yes. We'll go sit by the pool and, and we'll get a little nojito at Mardi Gras. I'm in. Doubloon Lagoon. Just got away from walking really quick. But that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on. Okay, we have our we have yes. our our date set for Port Orleans. But what is next on your list? Oh, that was that was your okay. Um, so for this one, I'm going to head over to. Let's see where am I going to go? You know what? I'm going to go to Epcot. I knew it. I'm, you're literally well, reading my notes. But 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 I'm going through Epcot, and I'm going to the Epcot Resort that, area. Yeah, right. That, <laughs> Crescent Lake is next on my list. God, I love Crescent you, Timmy Lake Foster. Is oh, I love Timmy Foster. How did we do that? So, well, here, I'll tell you what the things I like about it, and then I'm curious what you... I bet we do, like, different things as we wander around. But, now I love the Epcot Resort area is one of my favorite areas of all Walt Disney World. I love walking around there, especially at... Well, you know what? I'll take... I was going to say, especially at night, but... I will say one of my other great things I've loved to do, and it's one of those memories that I that I always cherish is the times when I will come to, like say we're staying at the yacht club and we'll arrive early, you know, late midday. I'm trying to say late morning, early afternoon. So around midday, we get there. We've just arrived. We're getting ready to go to parks, but relaxing. You come into the front. Because that's where they drop you off. And then, but when you go out the back and you head out to Crescent Lake, and if it's that time, there's nobody there and it's peaceful. That's usually one of my great, ah, I'm in Disney moments. Like when I go through that back and I'm on the walkway and looking out at the resorts, it's like, ah, yes, I'm here. But I love walking around it at night, uh, even coming from the International Gateway in Epcot down the canal, especially going under the bridge, which I've talked about so many times is probably my one absolute favorite spot in all of Walt Disney World. Reminds me of Ratatouille because you hear the music from France in the background and and everything else. But just it's walking around. It's so peaceful. Um, I love visiting all of the resorts, doing some resort hopping there, even hopping over the Swan and Dolphin a little bit. One of my favorite memories, though, is uh, walking around the boardwalk which is its whole other place to walk around and looking at the, the street entertainers on the boardwalk and just how magical and fun it was. And there was one, I, I think he was, I think he was the magician, not the juggler, but the magician. And like they all do, he had a little whistle that he would use to tell people what to do. Like instead of saying, come over here, like, you know, come over here, do that. <laughs> and there was a boat coming in. We were at the boat dock and the boat was coming in and the magician's trying to do his thing. And the boat's blaring its horn, interrupting everything, and everybody's laughing about it. The boat pulls away, and the magician turns around in exasperation with his whistle. And the boat goes, as it sails off into the sunset. And that was just one of those impromptu Disney magical moments. That was great. But everything about Crescent Lake, I love. The lights on the boardwalk, 
uh, the peacefulness over by the Yacht Club and the Beach Club, even uh, walking across the bridge uh, over the International Gateway. I remember watching Illuminations from there several times, uh, which is a great place to see it. Nobody's there. You have it to yourself. Um, uh, yeah, so that's my memories of Crescent Lake. So when you walk around Crescent Lake, though, Lou, where are you going? What do you like? First things first, your your sound effects. You're like the Michael Winslow of of Disney uh, <laughs> with your your sound effects. We're gonna do the top ten sound effects that little Timmy Foster can do. I try. Uh, Crescent Lake was third on my list. This this because I think Crescent Lake. I, I sort of broke it up into. You can sort of divide Crescent Lake into one long walk, or I think about it in terms of three different walks. So hmm. there is the walk around Crescent Lake proper, which is the the circle yacht beach club boardwalk in boardwalk villas uh, over by the, the bridge over to Epcot, which in and of itself is is a beautiful view. I love the boardwalk, especially in the morning. You really want to. I love sunset. Golden hour is my favorite time of the day. But especially if you're staying at any of those resorts. Go early in the morning, and depending on the time of year, it's super quiet. If you mm. go early enough, there's no music, there's no background music playing, and all you hear are just the, the the natural sounds around you. But there's this time as the sun is coming up, and there's this dew that sits along the boardwalk, and you feel like you have this pathway all to yourself i've never actually done it myself but in theory this is what i imagine it to be is is beautiful um and then if you time it just right the bakery will just open up and you can carb load with a a little nosh but you can also extend this walk as well this somewhat circular more oval shape of crescent lake you can extend if you want to go over the the small bridge to the Swan and Dolphin Resort area. That's actually, it's a nearly perfect half circle that takes you around the Swan over to the, um, the, the so that straight line that divides the semicircle in front of the Walt Disney World Dolphin. Beautiful views of their own sort of mini lagoon. There's a beach, there's a wonderful pool area like with this uh, rock waterfall. Um, you can stop there and have breakfast if you want as well. There's some great places inside the Dolphin. And then if you really want to be adventurous or extend your walk, whether you're going to or from, there is a util. I keep calling it a utilitarian walk, right? It's a place, it's a walk that takes you from point A to point B. You can take the often overlooked walkway in between that area right where the, the bridge to the Swan and Dolphin is there's a, a pathway along, it's not really a river, there's no real sort of name to it, but it's this extension of Crescent Lake that will take you from the boardwalk to or from Disney's Hollywood Studios. So if you're staying in the Epcot Resort area and maybe you don't want to wait for the bus or other transportation back, you can actually take a really nice long walk along that waterway. The friendship boats will pass by depending on the time of year and the time of day or night that you go, it's actually very leisurely. It's, it's, it's a wonderful stroll. Timothy Foster, I will buy you dinner anywhere on property. Yeah. If you get this right, oh. what is the name of that walkway? 
<clears throat> you know, Lou, it's, it's funny on my list because I have this on my list and I have a note under there. Ask Lou what the name of this canal is. Because I don't know. And I, I swear you've told me once. And I so think, but I, I owe you a dinner, I guess, because I don't know. No, I, I wanted to ask you. I'm still going to treat you anyway, but I'm a huge okay. nerd and I love this. You know what? I'm going to change what I was going to make this week's trivia question. And I'm going to Ooh. make that this week's trivia question. Which the means you're of, not going to tell me. I'm Tim, you might actually have to go and listen. To, th- you might have to listen to, to your show. very first episode of <laughs> the show. Um, but I do. I, I love this walk. Whether it is the the, the circle you add on the, the Swan and Dolphin or you walk over to um, to or from Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, again, timing of the day because there's not a lot of shade in a lot of these areas. Do it early in the morning. Do it at sunset or do it even uh, late in the evening. Uh, it's really, it's a beautiful, beautiful walk. Well, I, I do have this on my list. And if memories, well, two things about it. One, it, it is a great walk. Um, I've done it plenty of times. And again, it's great another early in the morning, like if you're going to the studios for the day and it's not super hot yet. It is a fun walk. If memory serves, it's been a long time since I've done this. But um, when you like say you're, well, staying anywhere, but when we stay at the Swan or the Dolphin, you can walk down, correct me if I'm wrong here, either side of the canal. Like there's there's a main walkway coming if you're doing the Crescent Lake walking from there and you're going down the main path. But I seem to recall you could go on that main path and eventually you get to a bridge, which you go under. But at that point, I think you can go up and over. And then there is a path that actually goes back down to the Dolphin. I, and that might be the jogging. My understanding it's been is... been a long time. I don't know if that's still there. I believe or... there's only a pathway that is on the boardwalk side, right? It's going to take you... Then maybe there is. Right, it's yeah. going to take you... And the way you, where you access it, there's sort of a little loop there. It's going to take you... If you go behind Jelly Rolls... It'll uh-huh. take you behind yeah, Big yeah. River, past the Luna Park play area. Wait, is it still called Luna Park? I think it is. Past the um, <laughs> past the pool area. You also pass by the uh, the DVC pool, uh, mm-hmm. the Boardwalk tennis courts. But I, there may be a path on the other side, but I don't think it goes all the way around. I think the path on the opposite yeah, side. It's My like, recollection, it's not, it wouldn't go to the studio, so that's not how you would go. I yeah. think it was more like the jogging path of Dolphin and Swan, and you could. I think there is a, right, I think there's a connect, circular but, path. But if but you're going to the studio, that's the main one. On yeah, you side, lost me at the word jogging, but other than that. Yeah, I know. I, I, I Believe me, I wasn't one of the people jogging. In fact, when I'm walking on this path in the morning and I see people jogging, I am just in awe. Like, how can you possibly, I'm already tired and I just started, but. I'm in awe of them. But it's going to be was, great when I convince you, by the way, to do your first yeah. 5K for at Walt Disney World and as part of one of the run Disney. I just, I'm thinking this up as I go on the fly. We're going to get you to do the fly. I'll do it with you. I'll. Well, I guess, Tim, have you done this? Uh, yes, I have. Okay. Then what are you so averse <laughs> to jogging for? Well, I, I didn't say I jogged it. This I said your, I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But Wait, if I, I can get jog you to it, do it, or can I, if I can we, no, we can, can we walk slow it. walk it. We will walk it. Oh, I'm in. Skip hand in hand. I love walking. And we'll, we'll raise it. money for charity, too. How's that? I love it. That's uh, we'll it even do like some sort of themed matching costume setup thing. We will talk about that, but I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> uh, one memory I have of that canal, which is good. This kind of goes over to uh, 
I sometimes have fun talking about our favorite rainy moments in Walt Disney World, which is a whole other thing. There was one time I was walking. I guess I was coming back from the studios. And did you know, Lou, every once in a while, you'll get an afternoon thunderstorm in Florida. It happens. I've heard. Occasionally. I have heard. Yeah. So I got caught in one. And I was I was still I was approaching the Swan and Dolphin, but I was still a ways out. I started to do the pick up your pace to try and get out of the rain before it gets going. But then realized, you know, what, I'm just in for the I'm just in for the long haul and just slowly walked as the deluge, the deluge hit me. And uh, I didn't wear those shoes the rest of the trip. So <laughs> fun memory. Then. So was that your entry then or was that part of your Crescent Lake discussion? That was all just part of my Crescent Lake discussion. Oh. Yeah. See, you had like five and one there. I love. Well, it's right. It's Crescent Lake sort of embodies all the the Epcot resorts and Swan and Dolphin and that walkway to be guest later. Okay. Oh, interesting. So it's your turn. It is my turn, and yeah. I, I want to sort of go. I'm sort of bouncing in between because I had the next thing that was was on my list in terms of places that. I wanted to go, but I may go a little off script. Not that I'm using a script, but I'm going to go off script. <laughs> and rather than mention, because we've mentioned ones that are sort of tied to resorts, which is fine because you don't necessarily need a theme park ticket, which is one of the reasons why I like this. I'm going to just to mix things up a little bit. And I, and I know you're doing a lot of walking already in the parks and, Maybe I'm trying to get you also to an attraction that you might not necessarily do otherwise, because I think to a certain degree, it is a bit overlooked. And rather than go to my next resort, I'm instead going to go all the way down. Don't walk there because you can't all the way down to Disney's Animal Kingdom and the Maharaja Jungle Trek, where you get not only a beautiful walk, but this introduction to incredible storytelling, right? And I'll, I'm going to do a deep dive and sort of a DSI into Maharaja Jungle Trek, because I think, I think it's some of the best subtle storytelling that Imagineering does to tell this Imagineered storyline while also integrating important and valuable lessons about animals and our relationship with the animal kingdom, not Disney's animal, but the actual animal kingdom and nature. And walking through Maharaja Jungle Trek gives you not just this self-paced walk through attraction, but the experience of encounters with a variety of different unique and exotic wildlife. And the ruins and the vegetation and the, the I mean, I want to say lions and tigers, and but there's the Komodo dragon and the buffaloes and the tigers and, and the, um, the birds and the bats. It is a beautiful yes. overlooked experience, but I also think it is a wonderful walk. So maybe some people in your family want to go and hit all of the thrill rides in Disney's animal kingdom. This is a perfect opportunity for you to not just sort of find a place to sit and watch the world go by, but wander and explore and take time going through this attraction, which really never has much of a weight 
but I think I, I would absolutely, if I was doing a top 10 list of overlooked experiences in Walt Disney World, I would put this in here and give yourself an, and also I think know when to go to, right? Like the safari and things. If you go early in the morning, go later in the day, um, you can see the, um, I think they're like Sumatran tigers, um, mm. which are just, they're, they're, you, you, they're, they're absolutely beautiful. Um, as well as all the birds and the bats, etc., and then see if you can piece together the story that is being told and what this royal forest, according to story, was originally meant to be. And it is this puzzle that you can sort of put together as you are taking your time on your self-guided tour and putting the pieces together. I love this was absolutely on my list. And the, like the Maharaja Jungle Trek for me ticks off so many lists. This, um, it's on my list of overlooked attractions, like you mentioned. It's on my list of most relaxing places in all of Walt Disney World. Most beautiful places in all of Walt Disney World. Yeah, I love the Jungle Trek so much. There's one part in there, which is one of my favorite. We, we talk a lot about these little little tiny spots that we think are some of our favorites in all of Walt Disney World for various reasons. And the Maharaja Jungle Trek, there's a there's a courtyard mm-hmm. with a little jade fountain in the middle, which is and it's you're surrounded by uh, the by trees and foliage. You're, you're so far away from the rest of the park and civilization. And it's such a peaceful, relaxing place. It's one of my favorite places in all of Walt Disney World to go. So Yes, absolutely on my list. And I'll and I'll Love give you a bit Maharaja of a hint. Two Jungle. things. There's yeah. a wilderness explorer activity inside Ooh, the Maharaja yeah. Jungle Trek. So if you or your kids want to take place in that. But you mentioned the murals. I'll give you a little bit yeah. of a hint. The murals, both the relief murals and the painted murals, help tell a very a fascinating connected story that sort of has you know, this beginning, middle, and end as you walk through the entire trek. And some of those murals are behind fences. So make sure you take the time to look and see if you can piece the story together or wait until I do the DSI and um, I'll help. I'll help fill in the blanks. fill in those blanks yes. for you. There you go. My and my daughter is all about the bats, by the way. So. Don't I dig the bats, bats. which you, you, you can skip. Them. Yeah. You can skip the bats if you don't, don't dig bat. don't, bats. Don't, but don't skip the bats. Don't skip the bats. So good. So for my next one, I hope you're okay with it. I'm going to go in, in the old way back machine, as you call it, and talk about one that isn't there anymore, but, but tr- try to look at ahead to what may be there, but I'm not sure yet. But mm. the, one of the paths I always loved back when we first started going, was in the Magic Kingdom. And again, oddly enough, one of these paths, you're you're right near, you're not too far from everybody else. But if you took this path, you felt like you were so far away from everything. And this was, I like to call it the secret path that only I knew about, but it was the one that led from Tomorrowland back to Toontown yes. Fair. And I loved that path. It, 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 oddly, it seemed oddly overlooked because it it wasn't that far out of the way. But if you went on it, there was rarely anybody there. You had amazing views of, of the Walt Disney World Railroad, perhaps the best views short of standing at the station, some of the best views you could have. Photographers, it was a photographer's delight for the train. Um, but it was such a peaceful pass going both ways. Whether you even 
deliberately heading to Toontown Fair or not. I just thought it was a great way. One, to take in some scenery. Two, to get away from the crowds for a little bit. And um, so much fun. Alas, not there anymore. But what I'm looking forward to, and I, I don't know how this will play out and we'll see, but like last time we were there, we're on the TTA, getting a good glimpse of Tron coming together, which... Um, Again, anybody's seen it, Lou, you live there. You've probably seen it so many times. Looks like it's going to be so amazing. Not sure if I'm ever going to ride it because it's me and it's a little fast. But the um, from the TTA, you can start seeing the the outer courtyard, the outer area surrounding Tron starting to take shape. Got to see the tunnel. The railroad's going to come through the first time. And even getting a glimpse of the corresponding areas in the Shanghai version, that area is going to look so incredible. It's not going to be a path to Fantasyland, of course. And I don't know if we would actually call it a place to walk, but I can't wait just to explore that whole area. If you're not going on the attraction, it just looks so amazing. So the pathway to Toontown Fair may be gone, but I can at least hopefully look forward to uh, at least a nice place to hang out soon, which will be exciting. I did, um, I did always used to love because it was almost again one of those overlooked pathways uh, behind Mickey's Starland, Mickey's Birthdayland, Mickey's Toontown Fair over to Tomorrowland. And when you got that beautiful view of the Walt Disney World Railroad as it came back, and that's one of the I, I didn't have it on my list, but as you said that, I was like, I, I remember used to, I used to like showing people that pathway. Because it almost looked like a place you weren't supposed to go, like you weren't yeah. really sure. And then at one point they opened it up, they put like a smoking section there, and I was like, "Yeah." And then <laughs> yeah. they it it used to be a, a treat trail during the not so scary Halloween parties, which sort of um, introduced people, I think, a lot to that pathway. But um, you did mention the railroad, by the way, which is reopened. Go ride it. Yes, yes. It, breaking news. Well, go, not so it's not breaking anymore, but go ride yeah. it. The new, you don't realize how much you miss it until it's gone, and the new narration and views are spectacular. We but have been waiting for the railroad for so long, so yeah. we were so excited. When we saw it, uh, well, when we saw the tunnel, we were excited because we knew it can't be long now, and then pretty soon after that, it was open. So we're going to first ones in line when we get there anyway. So, so I am... Um, I'm back and forth because I keep wanting to go to this other resort that I want to touch on. But um, you know what? I, I didn't I didn't do this on purpose, but I'm going to stay at Disney's Animal Kingdom, not just mm. because I want to walk over and get some of Mr. Kamal's fries while I'm there, but <laughs> because I think this is one of those things that. Every person that's ever been to that park has seen, but has not necessarily done. And what I mean by that is when you enter Disney's Animal Kingdom and you are making your dash to Kilimanjaro Safaris, uh, Navi River Journey, Flight of Passage, Expedition Everest, you know, Finding Nemo, the musical, the musical, wherever it might be, you walk through Discovery Island but I think you don't walk to Discovery Island. And one of the things that I love doing in this park, other than dining at Satuli Canteen for lunch, is walking over to the Discovery Island trails. Tim Foster, 
for yeah. an undisclosed prize that will make you happy. What was oh, the? Don't yeah. Google it. What was the original name of the Discovery Island Trails? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. I want to. Well, I'm. I'm. I have Oasis in my head, but I don't think that's what you mean. It's not, but it's close. You know what? It used to be called. Well, that that area, that land was sort of called the it's, Oasis. So I'm going right. to give you half credit. Half credit, or half a churn. It was originally called the Tree of Life Gardens. No way. Way. It opened in May of 1998, a few weeks after Animal Kingdom Park opened. But they later renamed it the Discovery Island Gardens and then changed it to what it currently is, which is the Discovery Island Trails. And they are these lush winding pathways that take you to and around the base of the tree of life. There are never any crowds there. You get some incredible views and unique vistas of not just the tree of life, but the river and then Asia and Africa across the river. There are like tunnels of rocks and trees and there's this beautiful, beautiful, serene waterfall that you nine times out of 10 will have to yourself. And again, going in early in the morning and then later in the day, if you're a photographer, there's great photo opportunities there as well. It gets you away from the crowds. It is a walking path. I I think at one point there may have been a bench there, but I don't think there are. There are a few animals on there that you can only see from these pathways. Um, but you also can enter into the tree of life and see animals that you would carved into the tree that you would not have seen otherwise. And so, and, and really get super, super up close to, um, to those carvings. So discovery Island, the discovery Island pathway is, is I, I had to make sure I included on my list. I love the. I have to take your advice and do it early or late because more often than not, when I am walking around those trails, it is the middle of the day and the sun usually wins in that in that contest. And I bail out. But but it, it, there's so much to see there. I remember seeing a, a, what, a wilderness explorer cast member if mm-hmm. I have that right on like not not on the path, but on another part of the path. But it was across the the little valley in the stream and we're waving at each other. And it was a, it was a wilderness explorer moment, which was great. So, but yeah, the, for the tree of life, so many, I've never tried to look for all of the animals, but if you ever want to do that, you definitely need to do this to find the different vantage points. And yeah, it's, it's, it's so great. To and see. two of the and like points, you said, so many photo opportunities. I, I don't think they do it anymore, but at one point, a long, long time ago, I do remember there was a, a character meet and greet. I remember seeing Pocahontas on the trail. Um, she was on sort of the, like the creature comfort side. The other thing I, I meant to note and, and made sure I made an uh, illustrated the point when we first started too, Tim, we're talking about top 10 walking paths in Walt Disney world. I want to be clear. These are walking paths. They are strolling paths. And for the most part, they're also wheel paths, meaning yeah. I think everything that we have talked about so far and I wanted to make sure I was being inclusive in this regard. Even these paths, too, are accessible via wheelchair, ECV, stroller, etc. So 
for example, if you have really young kids and maybe you want to just take them on a walk someplace quiet so maybe they and you can take a nap, you can do this. If you want to, you know, get out of the, well, some of them are in the sun, some are out, but if you want to sort of get yourself or your mom or dad or whomever, you know, out of the crowds a little bit, these are all places that are easily accessible as well. I'm glad you mentioned that because we we do EC these when we go for some people in the party. I did want to mention we, we led off with the Grand Floridian Magic Kingdom trail that no doubt would be a, a fun trail to do on an ECB. Just make sure, my piece of advice, that you are sufficiently charged because if you get ha- like as I did see this happen once, you get halfway down, and if you run out of juice, you might have a little bit of an issue. So that's one trail. Be careful of that. So. To your point, whose turn is it? My I turn. I believe it's back to you. Back to me. Uh, let's see. All right, I'll I'll cheat. <laughs> Where do I go? I'm going to go. I don't know if this qualifies as a walking trail per se, but one thing I like going back to Epcot, and I've talked about this before in the context of a relaxing moment, a magical moment. But I still love walking. We talk about walking around Crescent Lake, going to that other body of water in Epcot and walking around World Showcase Lagoon. But for me, more specifically, at night, after everything is closed, after back in my day when it was Illuminations uh, or Harmonious Now, when that's over, just walking around World Showcase even hanging back a little bit, letting people go, not going out with the crowd, but just walking around, enjoying the music, enjoying the pavilions, walking into the courtyards. Of course, the shops aren't open anymore and so forth, but you can still step back. And it's amazing. Everywhere you go, you just get off the path even a little bit, and you're in that sweet spot of feeling like you're a million miles away from everybody and you have the whole park to yourself. And I especially remember during Illuminations days and hearing we go on and that, that closing music and walking around the pavilions at night and into the courtyards in Japan and back in the United Kingdom and so forth. Um, just a magic place and doing the whole circuit if you can. And you have plenty of time because uh, there's there's everyone's trying to make their way out. So you got lots of time or, or especially if you're staying at the Epcot resorts, you can just walk out. But. Yeah, that that ticks the boxes of favorite places to walk, most relaxing moments, most magical moments. So still love it. I actually haven't done it in a while, so I need to make a point of doing it again on my next trip. So. What we need to do is you do a late night dining experience in yes. Epcot. This yes. way, if you time it appropriately, when you come out, the promenade mm-hmm. is, for all intents and purposes, yours. It's all yours. Me and you, Takumite, the best dining experience on oh. Walt Disney World property. <laughs> we'll we'll do a late night reservation. We'll come out and we will stroll. And I will just sort of, as a quick addendum, I actually had as almost like an honorable mention, but it was on the list itself. Morocco is a really, really nice oh. place. It's a short walk, right? Because of yeah. the depth of the pavilion. But I think a lot of people don't realize, Tim, that behind that front almost facade of the pavilion is this 
labyrinth-like walkway of alleyways and exhibits and little shops and mosaics and artwork and little places to sort of go. It's gorgeous. It is gorgeous back there. Again, especially if you go at night, it's very, very different than if you go early in the day. But Morocco lit up late night is, is be- again, if you're a photographer too, there's, there's yeah. beautiful shots you can get back there. But walk through the Morocco Pavilion. It's sort of like a mini. It's a mini walk in, in Walt Disney World or as part of your overall walk through and around World Showcase. Oh, I like I'll do another one going next door to the Japan Pavilion and walking through the gardens uh, over by the ponds and up up that pathway. And I'm only saying this because I feel like we need an excuse, at least on one show, to get up to that upper level in the Japan Pavilion and just sit by the waterfall, which is our favorite spot in all of Walt Disney World. So. It would not be a top 10 if we somehow did not integrate our, exactly. our mutual love of that p- pavilion Um and and it's not just it, my love of that pavilion is really almost more the external part than what is within the walls of the pavilion itself. Yeah, exactly. I will from there go back to where I wanted to visit. And this is one. And, and a lot of these you say, well, do I need to be staying at the resorts to stay there? Not necessarily. Right. A lot of times you should be able to get to the resort. And this resort is a little bit out, more out of the way, but you can go and visit for a variety of different reasons, whether it is to eat, whether it's to take part in the multitude of activities, or maybe if you're going for an evening at a show that I like to call the Hoop-de-Doo Musical Review. But if you are looking for a place to take a long, beautiful, truly serene walk, Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort may actually be at the top of that list. Now, a couple of qualifiers. The the resort itself, the property is huge, right? Which is why people rent golf carts to get around. But there is a trail that is specifically designated for walking and for jogging. At one point, it used to actually connect. There was a, a, a shaded part of the trail that was another about three quarters or so of a mile long that would connect Fort Wilderness with Wilderness Lodge, which That's obviously my honorable mention item, that pathway. I loved that. Well, may it rest in peace because yeah. the construction that was <laughs> started it. and now put on hold or whatever you want to call it for reflections of Disney Lakeside Lodge impacted the, the accessibility of that pathway. But walking through Fort Wilderness itself, again, Timing of the year, timing of the day is super important here. But even if you're staying at Wilderness Lodge or if you're at Magic Kingdom, you can take a boat over and you can be let out um, you know, over by where um, Pioneer Hall is and you can access the, the trail from there. So there is a trail that you can go. It literally sort of begins almost at that boat dock and will take you through um It'll take you around like the Meadow Depot. It'll take you by where Chippendale's Campfire Sing-Along is. It'll take you past the Meadow Trading Post. So there are places to stop if you need to get yourself something to drink, if you need to use a facility. It is there. But overall, it's about a two and a half mile walk. So depending on how fast you walk, you can sort of approximate, is it going to take you, you know, 
45 minutes to an hour maybe to do it, maybe a little bit less. But if you are a walker, a runner, a hiker, a camper, whatever it is, this is a really neat way to see sort of a different side of of Disney. And I think it's absolutely something worth going and doing. And I'm not, as I'm saying this out loud, I know we're talking about walking, but years ago, and I don't, I'm not sure if it's back yet. There used to be a Segway tour at Fort Wilderness that I did when it first launched, which I loved because, and I won't spoil it in case they do it. They take you places that you cannot see otherwise. And there's a piece of Walt Disney World history there, which is vital that 99.9% of guests don't know about. You're not going to tell us what it is, are you? I'm only going to say this, and it's going to sound like a creepy horror movie, but (laughs) there's a hidden cabin. What? I'm not kidding. There's a hidden cabin on Walt Disney World property that is, is integral into the history of this property. You're going to leave me like that? I'm going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> I didn't say it was like Blair Witch Project out well, you there. Said, but... <laughs> you said creep. You planted creepy it's not... cabin no one knows about in my head. So now that's what I got. That's what I got to deal with. Tonight. You know, if I'm not going to go, I'm not going to lay overlay some like haunting music on here because the, pen, <laughs> the music choice, I could either make it haunting or be like, whoa, like a sense of I should do this because I want to go and see it. But I, I'm not even sure that the um, that those Segway tours have returned. Well, that's the other. Return. Yeah. Thing. But it is. But that walking trail, um, and I know a lot of people who are runners, they love going on those different uh, jogging and running and, and walking trails as well. Well, I've uh, a couple times rented a bike to do those trails, too, which is also a lot of fun. Hmm. Good, good time. That's a whole other top 10. I, I'm just you think that's you think the cabin is creepy. I'm picturing you on a bike. Like Pee Wee Herman, like and, flying through the forest. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's fair. I think that I fall over. I think I fell over. You know what? You know when they say it's just like riding a bike, you never forget. No, you forget. And I, it took me a while to get <laughs> get back together. So, uh, I'm down to my last one, sort of, mostly because we doubled up on so many of these. Um, I had a long list. So last thing I had, and this this doesn't mean it was my favorite one I had. It's just the last one. It does. I, it doesn't really qualify even as a walking trail or anything like that. But when you talk about walking around Walt Disney World, one of the things I actually like to do is, depending on the resort we're at, is to just do some resort exploring and walking around, uh, the walking around the grounds or walking around the inside. And there's a few resorts that are all my my favorite to do this um one is the yacht and the beach club just because they're connected and i've done done a walk from that door that is the closest resort room to an entrance of a walt disney world park down at the end of the beach club and making my way all the way through and all the way to the yacht club but it's just it's so much fun to explore both of the resorts to see both of the lobbies uh and it's because it's so big and sprawling it's it's a long walk but it's 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 pretty nice. And you can pop outside occasionally when either you have to or you want to. So that's a nice thing to do. I also like walking around the uh, Wilderness Lodge 
not just the insides and that, oh, that wonderful rampway from the Roaring Fork up to the lobby, one of my favorite. <laughs> There's just something about that that's so magical. But just exploring the grounds of the Wilderness Lodge and Boulder Ridge and, and going over to the DVC and checking out the Carolwood Room and the train exhibits and playing some checkers with your friends. Uh, but the the Wilderness Lodge especially is so, there's so many paths and ever places to explore in about and around the resorts uh, even the the pathways going down the dock for the boats to the magic kingdom so much fun to walk around and again one of those places it feels depending on what time of year it is and what time of day it is really feels like you're in the great northwest and it's a little cold and it just might snow especially around christmas time so so that was the last one on my list is exploring the resorts uh, when you're there uh, they're Lots of fun. Contemporary was my other one. Going down to the second floor convention area, just wandering around. There's thing. There's a whole business area. There's places I didn't know were down there. So, so lots of fun. So that's that's my final entry on this list. Because Lou, you kind of took all my favorite ones, not to mention mine. Uh, just but so you know, fun. as as I see you walking through Wilderness Lodge, I'm going to be waving to you from my yeah. waterside seat and Bison Burger over at um, <laughs> at as I'm. Sitting yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's. I'm I walking around place. there. There you are. Place down. So. Um, I'll just <laughs> mention a couple of others quickly. And Tim, for the most part, I did really try and stay outside the parks because I think there's just sort of the inherent walking that you do when you are there, unless there are places that are sort of off the beaten path. And we talked about places at Disney's Animal Kingdom. There was one more that I didn't even. I just thought about now that, and I think we've talked about this in the past. There's that sort of secret pathway which is not a it's not really a walk it's just a little path that is on that walkway in between africa and asia but i do want to just point out a couple of others quickly if you are at these resorts if you are visiting resorts a lot of them have these built-in pathways and there's a few that i think are notable for a variety of different reasons one of which is hourglass lake which is in between Disney's Pop Century and Disney's Art of Animation Resort which were Tim originally going to be called what two resorts Um, why do you do this to me all because the time? Because it's fun, and I say, try and say this you, again: Art of Animation, Pop Disney's Century, Pop Century Resort, called. and Disney's Art of Animation Resort yeah. were buildings that were originally going to be part of. They were going to be called something. I else. I know this. I can't remember what is it. Give me a hint. The classic years, and the. <laughs> See, you gave me the other one. I would have said classic season at the legendary years legend there you go the legendary and the yeah i knew years. that i know you did I, it, we're just doing this for the benefit <laughs> of, of our friend who's listening this walk allows you to get your steps in walk around the beautiful lake you've get beautiful views of the skyliner you have all the different views of the larger than life animated characters on the art of animation side on the pop century side, you also have as you as you sort of weave through. There's all of these um, little signs that that have facts and figures throughout history that are sort of spaced out along the pathway that help teach you a little bit about the history of each decade as well. So there's a learning opportunity, kids and parents as well, and. You have the Skyliner right there. Uh, the views are beautiful. So Hourglass Lake, Hourglass Lake is one. 
and lest we forget that there's two great food courts at at both of them as well yeah. um in Coronado springs uh wrapping and again i keep going around water because around lago dorado the the giant lake is a pathway that's it's about three quarters of a mile or so very easy very accessible path whether you're walking running wheeling pushing a stroller or whatever it might be uh there's a lot to see along the way as well in terms of the resort itself. I think I'm 82.4% sure that if you go to the front desk at the resort, I believe that there's a, not a scavenger hunt, but there is a guy that'll teach you about some of the different horticulture and, and plants and flowers that are along the way as well. There's also a really nice walkway in between Disney's Caribbean beach and Disney's Riviera resort. Um, that there's a, a long pathway that surrounds barefoot Bay. This is a little bit longer. It's about a mile and a quarter mile and a half somewhere in there. Um, but you get beautiful views of both of the resorts as well and start from one end at the other and do it in the morning and go have breakfast over at Disney's Riviera Resort, which is just gorgeous, or go back again at night for dinner up at Topolino's Terrace and have the rigatoni. You can thank me later. <laughs> that you need to walk off. You need you. Oh, gosh, you need to. Walk. I'm still walking it off. And I had it like <laughs> six months ago. Um, and I think the last thing is uh, and, and you can sort of separate these or put them together. Disney Springs and Saratoga Springs. Um, Saratoga Springs, you know, it was funny, Tim. For a while, Saratoga Springs was like the resort people would stay at if you couldn't get in anywhere else. But then once yeah. Disney Springs came up and there was this easy ability to walk in between the two, it became much more popular. And it's a beautiful, relaxing walk. There, there's a lot of water features and fountains and like nature along the way. Um so it, it's a very nice walk. You can walk in between the two. You can walk from Saratoga to Disney Springs and vice versa, or just walk around Saratoga Springs itself and uh, and some of the water features there too. I mean, I think all of the resorts, you know, I mean, as we think about it, sort of all these resorts yeah. have their own little built-in pathways. I think I think even the, the All-Stars has a running path. Like it's a specifically like laid out running path as well in between each of the resorts, but I really wanted to try and highlight some of these that were off the figurative beaten path and might have a little bit of an additional attractive element to it. And, and, and another reason to go for whatever reason you feel you want or need to go and take a walk. You got to take a walk. You got to take well, a walk. I, I, it's again, it's a great way to get away. It feels like the last thing you want to do in Walt Disney World, but a great way to get away from it all for a little bit. And I'm always amazed at how far away I feel when I'm on any of these pathways. And, and that's which is a good thing. Right. And, and no matter what your reason is to go and take a walk, whether you want to do it on your own, if, you, if you're an early riser and just want to grab your coffee and take a leisurely stroll at your resort, you can do that too. If you're looking to explore different resorts that maybe you had never done before, but like Tim, you've never stayed or even visited before. It's a reason yeah. to go. If you are a runner, you can obviously run on these paths as well. 
And again, there, there, it really feels to be a little bit of a of an exploratory element to some of these. And it's why I thought it would be something that was fun and a little bit different. And hopefully we've introduced you to a path or a place or some sort of an attractor uh, along the way that you would want to go. But I want to know from you. And so does Tim. He's not saying it because he's shy, but we really want to know collectively <laughs> and individually, what is your favorite place to go and walk in Walt Disney World and why? Why do you like it? When do you like to go take a walk? What is it that's special or what is something that we need to look out for? There's a few different ways you can let us know. I will post this question over in the clubhouse over on Facebook. It is our fun, friendly, family friendly and oh so welcoming community over on Facebook. You can go there directly by visiting www.radio.com slash clubhouse. If you want to tell us and be heard on the air, like you're sitting here at the table with us and you have something you want to say and share, you can call the voicemail. I'll play it on the air at 407-900-9391. And maybe after your walk and you want to go back to your resort and just sit down with your coffee, tea, mimosa. Hey, there's no judgment here. Whatever you like to do and maybe pick up something to read. Maybe that is a great time to grab the latest edition of Celebrations Magazine or, or in the alternative, one of the incredible, I, I don't know, they're, they're souvenir books. They are collectible works of art uh, on paper over at celebrationspress.com. I, we call them keepsake books. Keepsakes, that's the word I was looking so for. So much, so much fun. Yeah, well, we have our Epcot 40th anniversary book and free companion pin, which we love. We did with there's a 50th anniversary book we did that was so much fun to put together. Both still but plenty they're available over at celebrationspress.com. And I will say I don't know quite what we're doing yet, but I do know that next year, actually I take that back. This year, it's January. A hundred year celebration. And Animal Kingdom turns a young 25 years today. What? And I think we'll be doing something special for both of these things. Details to come because we're still working them out, but lots of excitement to look forward to. How is Animal Kingdom? I know. That can't be right. The I math remember has it to was just the pup. And then here it is. <laughs> wow. Now, I, I didn't feel old before, but for some reason, Animal <laughs> Kingdom turning 25, that's the yeah. thing that put me over the limit. Sorry. Sorry about that. So you need a beignet now. I always need a beignet, but I'm not a sweets guy. But Tim, these <laughs> after again, going back, speaking of how time flies, going back to the very beginning when we first started doing these low, those many years ago, they are still so much fun. There are many more on our list to do, but I would also love to hear your idea, not you, Tim, but you, our friend who's listening, your idea for what you would like us to cover in a top 10 or maybe a top 10 that you could join us on, which would be a lot of fun too. And it's less work from Tim, which he always enjoys. Yeah. You could also email me, lou at www.radio.com or put it in the clubhouse and uh, you never know. You never know if we might do it and maybe invite you to be a part of it as well. So little Timmy Foster, I love you, brother. I appreciate you. In this new year, we are going to do yes. so much together. Port Orleans, Riverside. Port Orleans, French Quarter. Skipping through Crescent Lake. Dining at Takumi Tay. And then late night strolling through the World Showcase Promenade. My heart is all a flutter. Now, all in one day. It's going to be amazing. I'll, 
don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> you let me. Pla- don't forget. Don't forget the ha- the half k- the half twenty k whatever thing the you're 20K making. Twenty k slow down. Twenty k five k. You let me. Why don't you let me plan a day? No. <gasps> why don't what? we let the community plan? A, a Tim and Lou special day in Walt Disney World, and hmm. they will lay out. I'm so frightened saying this out loud. I should really cut this out. <laughs> no, no, because <laughs> I'm 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 so curious what would come out of this. Let uh, let them help plan our day together. Hmm. Frolicking, frolicking through Walt Disney World. <laughs> I love it. With matching shirts, <laughs> at, at least. <laughs> Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details of what you see, hear, taste, or remember. And if you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. And this week's trivia contest is once again brought to you by you. And what I mean by that is by becoming part of the WW Radio Nation, you literally help bring every episode of the show to life, every live broadcast. The contests and giveaways, they're all thanks to you. And you can find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar per month and and get cool exclusive rewards every month, like scavenger hunts, trivia quests, participate in our group video calls, get access to our private Facebook group. We have shirts, stickers, monthly care packages, early access and discounts to special events, and lots more. I am so incredibly grateful for your love and support and friendship and help, and I love being able to give back to you and say thank you each and every month. I'd like to thank some of the new and longtime members of the Nation family, including Jeff Claxton, Michael Lamassa, Jim Orhosky, Deborah Mickens, Don McCune, and Jim O'Neill. Thank you and everyone who is part of the Nation family. And also, don't forget the most important part, which is that a portion of your contribution goes to our Dream Team project, which benefits the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America and helps sponsor wish trips for seriously ill children and their families to come to Walt Disney World. Thanks to you, we've raised more than $550,000 for Make-A-Wish of America. And being part of the nation helps to contribute to that cause. To find out more and join the nation family, you can visit www.radio.com support. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, we went over to Tomorrowland, specifically Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. And I asked you to tell me, what song does the sun play on the phonograph in the second scene of Carousel of Progress? I gave you a hint. It was the 1920s scene, and I'm not sure if it's the hint or you're just really smart or go to Carousel a lot because so many of you who entered got this one correct and knew that the answer was The Stars and Stripes Forever by John Philip Sousa, which, thanks to a 1987 act by U.S. Congress, is the official national march of the United States. By the way, did you know there's actually lyrics that Sousa wrote for this song? Doesn't matter. Anyway, in the second act, in the Roaring Twenties, we see John the dad sitting in the kitchen. Edison has brought electricity to his and everyone's home, and the town is celebrating Independence Day. John and Sarah, as you know, are going as George and Martha Washington because we all dress up in costumes for Independence Day. And Sarah tells John that Jimmy, the son, has volunteered to pick the music for the celebration. Jimmy then appears with his grandfather in the room off to the side, again, 
day, all dressed up in colonial outfits, he's standing next to a radio, which is playing the patriotic tune, Stars and Stripes Forever. Uncle Orville, not quite dressed yet, is still enjoying the wonders of air cooling, but I digress. Anyway, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week you were playing for a new WW Radio mug, pin, and a mystery prize, and last week's winner, randomly selected, is... Tyler Mercado. So, Tyler, congratulations. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's surprise Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So I had a question all ready to go. I'm pushing it to the side based on the one that I came up with while we were recording the segment with Tim. So this week, all you need to do is tell me, what is the name of the walkway that has a name between Disney's Hollywood Studios and the Epcot Resort area that runs directly behind Disney's Boardwalk Resort? This one is tricky. It's hard to find, although I will tell you that I have mentioned it on the show. In the That's not really helpful because there's 702 shows. You're not going to go back and listen to them all. But I have mentioned it on the show in the past. Then all I'll tell I'll give you a hint. The name is related to someone who has a direct connection to Walt Disney World history. That's unhelpful at all. I know, but I felt like I had to give you something. Anyway, you have until Sunday, January 8th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to get off the Walt Disney World Marathon course. Get your entry in by going to www.radio.com, clicking on this week's podcast, using the form there. And again, this week, you're going to play for a new pin, a mug, and a mystery prize. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. I hope that you and those that you love had a wonderful holiday and a very, very happy new year. I am incredibly excited for the year and years ahead. I'm looking up at my whiteboard and some of the ideas that I'm working on to share and do with you throughout this year, both for the show and in person on the Disney side of things and on the business coaching entrepreneurial side of things. You can find out all the things I do there at lumangelo.com. But in the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know your favorite place to take a walk in Walt Disney World. Again, come be part of the community and conversation over in the clubhouse at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can call the voicemail with your answer or just a hello from the parks or a question or a comment at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. Or if you have a question you'd like me to answer on an upcoming show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com. You can also connect with me on social. I'm at Lou Mangiello on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Please be sure to like the WW Radio page on Facebook at facebook.com slash Radio and turn on notifications and join us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live. That is my live video show on Facebook we've been doing every week since 2007, either live from the parks, maybe a cruise, or from the home studio where you can be part of the show. We can talk not just about this week's podcast, but what's new and news in the Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars universe. There's also call-in shows, interactive games, and a lot more. I've got a few new things that I'm planning and getting ready to introduce to you this year on the live show. Again, www.radiolive.com every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Of course, I still believe that nothing beats a handshake and a hug, so go to the events page at www.radio.com to find out about our next Meets of the Month in Walt Disney World, cruises, adventures by Disney, and other special events we're planning in Walt Disney World and on the road. Our next Meet of the Month is this Saturday in Walt Disney World in Disney Springs 
during Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. It's fun, it's free, anyone and everyone is welcome. And if you'll be participating in the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend this weekend, I and other members of the WW Radio team will not just be on the course running, but I and some of the other members will be out cheering for all of the events this weekend. I'll be in the Epcot parking lot just as you come off the ramp near the end of the half marathon on Saturday and on the boardwalk on Sunday for the full marathon. And if you are participating, have a great race this weekend. And if you like the show, and I hope that you do, all I ask that you please help spread the word. There's a number of ways you can do that. It's simply by telling a friend, introducing them to the show and inviting them to listen. If you're listening on your mobile device, take a screenshot right now. Share it on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Tag me at Lou Mangiello, and I will reshare that and follow you back. And if you can, just take just a couple of seconds to rate and review the show, whether it is on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a review there. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Alpha7311, who says it's a must-listen-to for any Disney fan. The show has trivia, news, food, top tens, and lows more. It brings a little bit of Disney magic to you every single week, and by the end of every show, you'll be smiling from ear to ear and trying to find a way to get to Walt Disney World. Thank you for those kind words. More importantly, thank you. Yes, I'm speaking directly and only to you. Thank you for taking the time to listen each and every week, to participate in the conversations online, to reach out to me directly, for introducing others to the show and the community And as we begin 2023, I once again am not only grateful to and for you, but am incredibly overjoyed and optimistic more than anything about the year and years hopefully ahead. I think that there we all have a lot to be happy and thankful for. And with so much negativity out there, it's important now more than ever to find and choose the good in whatever it is that you do. And more importantly, pay that positivity forward to others. If there's anything that I can do for you that you'd like to hear on the show, please reach out and let me know. I hope to see you this weekend during the marathon at the meet of the month next week on our live show and hopefully at an event in person in Walt Disney World or on the road soon. I'm a hugger, but in the meantime, I hope this truly is your best week ever. So until next time, See ya. Hey, Lou. It's Christine Morrison again uh, from Flower Town, Pennsylvania. But I am sitting in the China Pavilion at Epcot on New Year's Eve. It's about 10 o'clock, so we got about two hours to the new year. And there's a dance party going on. we got some Chinese food going, and we're rocking it out. Just wanted to wish, wish you and your family a happy new year and all of the WDW radio Clubhouse, a happy new year from Epcot. If you've not done it before, you need to. It is absolutely fantastic. We're having a great time. And take care. Make somebody smile. Bye. Hey, Lou and WDW Radio Nation. This is Joseph from the greater Chicagoland area. Congratulations on hitting an incredible milestone and wanted to personally reach out and say thank you for all that you have done. I discovered your wonderful podcast and show over the pandemic and during lockdown brought a lot of Disney magic to the Midwest and continue to listen every week and go live on Facebook as well with you too, just to find out the latest news, notes, Disney trivia, history, 
and so much more. And thankfully, I had the privilege to meet up with you at the D23 Expo out in Anaheim. Keep up the great work, and congratulations. Hey, Lou Mangiello. It's Patrice Roberti. I'm calling. I live in Arlington, Mass., uh, and I've said Metro Boston before. I'm calling from Arlington, Mass. If this could not be for the air, I would sure appreciate it because I want to tell you that I feel like discovering your program this year was a bit of a miracle for me. Yes, I'm a crier, too. Um, I had two medical situations. One turned out to be nothing. The other one, I have to have a small elective surgery for early next year. Also, probably nothing, but I was nervous to hear about it, nervous about what it could have been, nervous about a lot of things. And uh, you guys, you and, and Becky and Tim and everybody were sort of like friends in the middle of the night, you know, someone I could listen to, hear about Disney, excuse me, um, and and not think my own thoughts of much more interesting to hear about Disney villains or Disney heroines than think my own thoughts sometimes in the middle of the night. So I really wanted to thank you a lot for doing what you do. I know you do it for your own reasons, and that's perfect, but you must hear all the time how much you help other people, complete strangers, who you call friends, uh, like me. I have to also tell you one other thing. That saying that you had, I had never heard it before, you get what you get and you don't get upset, that really made a huge difference to me. I mentioned it to a friend, and they said, no, no, yo, you should get upset. You should feel all your feelings. And like I just said, some feelings I don't want to feel. So I've adopted it much more benignly. You get what you get. Sometimes things happen, and don't let it rock you. And it's really helped me. And I never heard anyone say that before you. It's not a common phrase around here in the Boston area. So anyway, I'm getting pretty misty. Merry Christmas to you and yours. I love it when your family is on, when you talk to them and talk with them and about your family and like your parents. It's very sweet, very beautiful. You seem to have a really good heart, and God bless you for that. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Thank you for everything. Bye. Hello, Lou Mangiello. It's Darlene Nagy, formerly of West Seneca, New York. And I just wanted to call in and say Happy New Year to everyone and hope you all have a wonderful 2023. And... The marathoners run strong, and we love you, and we'll be seeing you at the meetup next week, Saturday, at 1.30 in the afternoon in Disney Springs. Have a magical day. Love and hugs.